Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is a podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? For the free video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. In this series, I review a comic book new or old from my collection on the following dimensions. Cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. This week I'm reading Critters Number 1, published by Fantagraphics Books in 1986. Let's get started. Alright, so I've got an issue number one of a comic book published in the 80s. This covers perfectly one of my favorite niches, black and white independent furry comics from the 1980s. So this is an anthology comic book published by Fantagraphics that has three stories by various furry creators that were big names in the 80s. We've got a story by Stan Sakai, Joshua Quagmire, and Steve Galachi. So this is issue number one of a series that went on to 50 uh, issues all throughout the 80s. It is a seminal work of independent publishing, anthology publishing, black and white publishing, furry comic publishing. So let's talk about it. Starting with the cover. The cover features an ensemble of the various characters in the book. Steve Galachi's Alphon from Birthright, Stan Sakai's Usagi Ojimbo from that comic, uh, Kelly O'Hare and Domino from Joshua Quagmire. Uh, it's got this wonderful gradient in the background, so this is coloring by Tom Luth. And it's kind of a fun cover. I give it a 4 out of 5 in terms of it. It's just kind of a disjointed sort of thing. Everyone's showing off their creations on the cover. There's no big cohesiveness to it. It's just, hey, everyone, we're here. Issue number one. So I'll give it a 4 out of 5. Each particular artist uh, contributes their own style to their, uh, to their own particular characters. And then Tom Luth colors it all. Tom Luth worked with... Uh, Stan Sakai for years and years and years. So this is uh, published in 1986 after Quagmire's Cutie Bunny had been out for a while, since the early 80s. Steve Galachi's Albedo universe has been around since 1983, and Stan Sakai's Usagi Ojimbo since 84. So this comic book was going to be an anthology for all of those, plus more independent voices in the furry comics publishing universe. So it's a pretty cool cover, 4 out of 5. Interior art. Well, there are three creators uh, in the book, so kind of three different styles. We've got Stan Sakai on his Usagi Yojimbo one-shot story, Joshua Quagmire and Dave Garcia on their cutie bunny-ish, uh, not really cutie bunny story, and then we've got Stephen A. Galachi on his birthright, chapter one. So each story is very good. It's black and white art. The Usagi Yojimbo art, as usual, is amazing. Full disclosure, I like Sakai's earlier rendition of Usagi Yojimbo, his latest style in Usagi Yojimbo. is technically good, but I just love the old black and white aspect of it. So there's like a very frenetic scene of a battle that is just hyperkinetic. There's so much sword play, slashing, blood, death, and you don't quite get lost because Sakai's 
pensmanship is just superb that is able to differentiate characters with black and white line work hatching cross hatching thickness of line it works very well shadows um so sakai his particular story it's a five out of five it's just amazing he's an incredible draftsman so i love this early usagi art joshua quagmires i like it less um it's a little bit too kind of like dirty that's not the right word but it's like too cluttered in a way i don't know i i I don't love his work in general, so I'll give it a 4 out of 5. Um, it's a good quality, but I think I'm just being too affected by the actual story of this particular comic, so I'll uh, get to that in a moment. But on a technical level, his art is good. It's very cartoony, and I'm always a fan of that, but it just, I didn't quite love it. So I'm giving it a four out of five. You can see for yourself and decide what you think about it. It is visually interesting. There's an interesting uh, multi-panel layout with some grim things happening, and you can decide for yourself how you would rate this art. And lastly, we've got Steve Galachi's Birthright art. This is beautiful um, black and white in like with pen and ink washes. This is amazing. This is a five out of five. There are like some highlights in white that really look really nice to contrast. There are several spots, however, of just like plain backgrounds, which often happen in furry comics like the... Uh, author often, often seems to focus on the main characters and then the backgrounds kind of fall by the wayside. However, there are some great shots of like the action going on. The battle that is raging, the whole complex is rendered well. Again, the tones are excellent. There's some great shots of light coming through smoke and the expressions on the characters, they're really fleshed out well. You can see their expressions of fear and confusion, determination. This is truly the style that I wish to emulate myself. And so Galachi's work here, it's a five out of five on the art rating. The plot, okay, three different plots again. Usagi's plot, it's a five out of five. It's classic Stan Sakai, wandering rabbit bodyguard story. Usagi is contracted by a bounty hunter to be his bodyguard. He just needs another sword at his side to capture the two brothers, actually not even capture them, to kill them because of what had transpired before them. So there's some great fun wordplay between them at the beginning when they meet at the ramen house. Eventually they do form a partnership, they argue, they laugh, and then they become partners to go take down these bad guys. There's some amazing swordplay, beautifully rendered art, there's some twists and turns. The story is great, it's a 5 out of 5. There's a humorous ending as, uh, as these uh, Usagi stories often have, and... Eventually, Usagi would go on to his own comic, but he appeared several times in Thoughts and Images' Albedo, where he debuted. Then he was in Critters for a while, and then he came to his own comics and has been published for 35 years. A new issue number one debuted recently, which is amazing. I'm picking it up, of course. I do love the black and white version of things, however, and the plot, though, is still as good as ever. 
Interestingly, the Joshua Quagmire story, there's a note right at the beginning, and it's also mentioned by Kim Thompson, the publisher of the book. So Quagmire says, This is not the story I had originally intended to present here, and due to a difference of opinion, this is also the last and only story I'll be doing for this publication. So apparently there was some bad blood that happened between Quagmire and Thompson, some contractual things of, I'm sure. And so Quagmire did submit a story that is not at all what you would expect from his usual funny cutie bunny uh, superhero parody furry comic. It is a, it has an interlude of comedy, but then the, the, the bookends of the story are a very depressing war story with the main character dying in a nuclear bomb explosion. So Quagmire submits this story where the main character dies on the first issue as a big middle finger to the publisher. Like, I don't know what happened at all. I didn't do the research to find out and I kind of don't want to. I want the mystique to be in my mind about like what happened between Quagmire and Thompson that caused this animosity with this really depressing um, out of character story to be published on issue one of this brand new funny animal anthology series. Thompson himself in the editorial mentions a side note, I admit that even I was taken a little aback by the dark mood of this premiere issue, helped along with the wistfulness of the first half of this editorial, I'm afraid. This is coincidence, Quagmire's unexpectedly bleak fantasy, replacing what was intended to be a typically waka 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 cutie epic, plays off the premiere of Birthright, out of structural necessity of somewhat downbeat introduction, with the mayhem of Sakai's samurai strip providing a somewhat grim levity. So uh, all of the stories here in this first issue of this funny animal comic book are pretty grim. Um, Usagi's is the most comedic of them, but it's still got a lot of violence. And then Quagmire's is totally depressing. So for that, um, I, I don't know how to rate the, the Quagmire part. Uh, the grim parts of it, I'll give it a 5 out of 5 as a big like sad interesting story but then it's juxtaposed with like the usual silly cutie bunny stuff which i'm not as big as a fan that i thought i would be of it and so i don't know what to rate this like for the comedy aspect i'll give it a two out of five but for the grim aspect i'll give this story a five out of five and lastly, um, Galachi's Birthright. This is a five out of five. Stephen A. Galachi is an amazing artist and writer that has created his magnum opus of albedo anthropomorphics and its spin-off Birthright, which happens hundreds of years after the original Irma Felna al albedo story. And it's basically a war epic, political thriller, very well researched, very well drawn. There's kind of a lot of spelling mistakes, unfortunately, sometimes in, in Galachi's work, but I can forgive that. And again, the art is beautiful, the characters are fleshed out. This first story introduces the main characters, the, the royal family and how they're deposed. Uh, I love some of these introductions here. As the techno-economic condition deteriorated, many of the freedoms and opportunities previously enjoyed could no longer be maintained. The new orders were often supported by force, which in turn encouraged cycles of revolution. Chartoa, under the Kashoka prince's rule, had managed some measure of stability for its people and security on its borders. But Prince Anton, intent on international economic cooperative, fails to attend to domestic unrest and the hostile Tosiu. So it's it's 
Galachi's work is very dense. It's a lot to read. It's a lot to take in. There's many facets, many characters. It's it's amazing. It, I'm I'm saddened and surprised that the works of Albedo are not as well known as they could be. 35 years later, the story is still relevant and interesting. Political machinations, the cowardice of politicians, the heroism of of the armed forces, but with their own mental problems, the thrust of destiny, the agony of defeat, Pyrrhic victories, and still people, even though they are funny animals, live and learn and die and grow in these stories. It is a really deep, wonderful story. Perfect five out of five for part one of Birthright. This was a wonderful book to read this week. Once again, if you'd like to see the comic I've been talking about, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcompost. You can see it for free. Don't forget to follow for free. If you'd like to join the VMC crew, for $1 you'll get access to the exclusive content, such as my top comic book picks of the week videos. At the $2 pledge, I will actually mail you a comic book from my curated collection as thanks. I hope you subscribe. Patreon.com slash VMCampos. This week I read Critters Number 1, published by Fantagraphics Books in 1986. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.